Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. Feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., dude. Okay? Etc. But, you know, this week is not like most weeks. Most weeks I love to get in here full of energy, you know, and just let you know how good my week is, how good I have it. I throw it, I throw it in your face, okay? I cram it down your throat how good my life is, uh, while subtly implying that it is, in fact, better than yours. But this week, unfortunately, I'm not able to do that. I've, I've been struck down with illness. Um, is it a targeted attack? by some of my enemies. I don't know. I can't I can't be sure, but I'm also pretty certain. Um, I don't know if some of the blokes down at my local pub who hate my podcast are now engaging in sort of biochemical warfare, but that seems to be what's happened here. Because Monday night, dude, I was living La Vida Loca, okay? Everything was where it needed to be, and we were just, you know... I was feeling so good, I was referring to myself as we. I, I felt like an army. I felt like a small squad of foot soldiers. I felt unstoppable. And Tuesday night or Monday night, Tuesday into Monday, that's how the calendar works. Um, wow. Don't know what happened there. Had some sort of a fever. Dreams are off the charts. I thought maybe I'm having like a spiritual awakening. Maybe I'm finally transforming into a better bloke. I've been waiting ages for this to happen. I assume you just hit like sort of 27, 28 and you finally calmed down a bit, but not the case. I woke up like so ill, like so ill. I was like, Jesus Christ, this wasn't a spiritual awakening at all. I, I think I'm dying. You know, the devil's here. He's in the room and he's fucking lippy. So I've been out of action for a few days. Uh, I don't handle sickness well. I blame others and, you know... The finger, the finger pointing was happening. I was thinking, who, who has struck me down? I thought maybe it was a return fire because the week before I didn't sign in uh, to one of the pubs I entered. I thought maybe ScoMo has returned fire here with his own sort of uh, brand of disease. Um, I'm not ruling him out, okay? ScoMo is a wily bastard and I've got my eye on him. So I don't think he's above poisoning me. I really don't. And yeah, so I've been in poor Nick, but I'm on the, I'm on the other end of it, sort of. So another croaky podcast for me, I apologize. Usually the croakiness is because I've indulged in the old digital cigarettes over the weekend. And this time it's just because uh, my immune system has just taken a week off. So never fear, you know, I raided the, uh, the vitamin aisle at Woolies and I'm drugged up and I'm confident and I'm feeling numb, and I'm ready to go. So here we fucking come, dude. I tell you what, do you ever accidentally take too much Nurofen cold and flu and think, hold on a minute, are we partying? <laughs> Is this a party? Like, what's going on? Do you ever accidentally misread a Nurofen box, take like five in an hour and a half, and all of a sudden your whole body's just buzzing, and you think, holy shit, this is a goddamn party, dude. I mean, I've done that before a couple of times by accident and a couple of times on purpose, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I remember one time, the first time it happened, 
um, I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a, ca- I've got a long and rich history of casual employment, and you know, it's it's the industry that's really, really stood by me, probably more than the comedy industry, really, if we're being honest. But I remember one time I was working at Westfield, and you know, you get those those big whales come in when you're in the casual industry. Like I was working like Anzac Day at Westfield. It's like double time and a half. It's like a freaking $500 day. And outside of that, I'm earning $500 for the week. So it's a huge day. I woke up so ill, like, like couldn't get out of bed ill. And you think I'm missing out on $500 because my immune system has told me, sorry, Bill, it's a public holiday for us too. We'll catch you on Tuesday. No, I'm not built that way. Okay, like The Rock said, you got to get after it. And he turns to steroids. I personally turn to Nurofen Plus. In this case, the Woolworth Select version, which is uh, a lot more reasonably priced. And dude, I'm just smashing this stuff. And I'm thinking, I just, I just got to get through this day. I just got to get through this day at all costs. So I'm freaking Nurofening up, getting a bit numb, going, how good is this? I'm starting to feel really good. So I think, well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Let's fucking party. Couple more down the old down the old gullet. And all of a sudden, my whole body starts buzzing. I'm like, holy shit, dude. I'm like, this is like a high. And I was like, oh, this is why people get addicted to coding. This is what took down 360 years ago. So, and I was like, wow, so this is what it is. And I got to say, guys. You know, I would never recommend a debilitating sort of uh, pill addiction on my podcast, but I'm just going to say, I won't, I won't recommend it, but I won't, you know, at least dip your toe in the water. I mean, this stuff is, this stuff's pretty fucking fun. So I remember I was like, holy shit, dude. And I was, I was goddamn partying on the job. And I thought, yeah, I can totally see how people get addicted to this. It's pretty full on. But, you know, I, I took like eight in like two hours. So... <clears throat> pretty silly really and uh you know i haven't done it since there was an incident maybe last year where i honestly did misread the uh the packaging and um yeah again again sort of found myself on fucking neptune bruh and it was pretty bloody good so you know you hear about these people who can't get enough coding into their system i understand i understand what you're chasing you know i've been there I danced with the moon, with the sun as my partner. You know, I was I was in the mix, but but yeah. So I've just been pumping Neurofin this week, dude. Because you got you, I've been working from home via my office job. Um, technology. Let's talk about it. Technology now with an office job, there really isn't any more sick days. As long as you can lie in, like lie there and click on your laptop, you can still work. So, you know, I mean, you could be in hospital and the boss would be like, hey, Bill, after, you, after you're done with that round of chemo, mate, could you, um, could you just get that quarterly report in? It is overdue. I hate to push you. I hate to push you, mate, but it is overdue. And it's like, fucking hell, you know, like, you have to be, like, out for the count. You know, before working from home, you call in sick to your office job. They've got the equipment you require. That's it. I'll see you. I'll see you when I see you. I could be in the fucking Poconos. You don't know what I'm up to. You know? That's what it's all about. 
that is what it's all about. I hate it when um when jobs want to know what you're up to that like outside of work hours. You know, it's like oh you're rocking hungover to an office job. They're like, Whoa. like I'm not saying this is my job because my boss is super cool. But a previous casual jobs I've had, it's like, way like, what were you up to last night, Bill? And it's like, well, not telemarketing, Derek. So how about you fuck off, you know? 32 grand a year and you want to know what I'm up to outside of work hours? Suck my dick. You know, as far as you're concerned, I power down at five and I power back up at 9am. All right? Get a fucking grip. Do I ask what you're up to? I don't need to. You watched The Block yet again and had horrendous sex with your wife. Let me guess, missionary, save me seven minutes. Um, so, yeah. It was a bit full on. But I'll tell you what, dude, we got some exciting news. So, I'm ill, etc. And we got some exciting news. Michael Clark is apparently, this is Australian cricket legend, Michael Clark. Legend. Michael Clark is apparently back with his ex-wife. Kylie Clark. Now, I don't know if she kept the nickname post-divorce. Not the nickname, the surname, I should say. I'm not 100% sure. I don't really keep tabs on her. But Clarkie, you know, he went straight from Kylie to Pip Edwards. And then they dated for about 10 months-ish. And they broke up. I think as Clarkie said the words to Pip Edwards... We should break up. Before he finished the word up, I had unfollowed her on Instagram. I'm Team Clarky Pip. Don't get it twisted. Okay? But then, you know, Michael Clark, I assumed he's just been out in the wilderness. You know, I don't want to speak out of school, and this is very blue for the podcast, and you have my sincere condolences, but I just assumed he was having unprotected sex sort of left and right all over this great nation, you know? But, I mean, I assume he has been doing a bit of that, Michael Clark's hairline has held out better than anything I've ever seen. His hair, his hairline is almost more impressive than his cricket career at this stage. I mean, to call this guy a silver fox is an understatement. I mean, this man is, I mean, just gorgeous. He's a gorgeous man, and he's also an Australian legend. Don't ask Matthew Hayden about that because he wants to fucking kill him, but... But yeah, I assume Clark had just been rooting his way to the shops and back, you know, four, four to seven days a week, dude. Guy's busy. He's got a schedule. Book ahead, ladies, you know. The, the When COVID came, all the restaurants and the bars were doing those booking systems. I heard they copied that of Michael Clark's system for, for routing, you know. You got to book ahead. You got to check in, fill out a form. You need to, <laughs> you need to confirm you have no flu symptoms. <laughs> Clarky, Clarky likes to stay healthy, but now Clarky is back with his ex, allegedly. Now, how do I feel about this? Happy for him, of course. You know, I'll always back Clarky no matter what he does. How did Kylie come back into the picture? I'm not sure how they reunited. I would imagine Clarky sent her a text saying, "Babe, come round. I'm peckish." Okay. Now that is hearsay. And I have, in fact, made that up. But I'd imagine it would go something along those lines. Sorry, babe, just knocked over a double supreme pizza and it wasn't enough. Pop round, would you? <laughs> she comes around to Clark. He's there just shirtless, covered in pizza crumbs. 
I love the idea of Michael Clark just demolishing a pizza by himself in his mansion. Domino's as well. Like, he doesn't even get, like, the good stuff. He's like, crust, $23 for a premium pizza. What the fuck? Domino's two for Tuesdays. Thank you very much. And then he's knocked over the garlic bread and just thought, oh, I'm still hungry. And he fucking whistled. Here comes Kylie bounding in. She doesn't eat any fucking pizzas, I'll tell you that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, good on them is what I'm trying to say. Good on them. So we'll have to follow that um, as we go along. Because Clark is one of the rare Australian cricketers that the tabloids still give a fuck about. It's pretty much just him and Shane Warne. I mean, post-retirement. And then, you know, I wouldn't have said Stuart McGill, but uh, but yeah, Stuart McGill's kidnapping was also all over the tabloids. So that's exciting for him. And that's really the way you got to do it. If you want to sort of um, remain a high-profile celebrity post-cricket career, you better have a pretty salacious rooting life, Ari, Warney and Clarky. Or you better get involved with the criminal underworld, R.E. Stuart McGill. I love it. I love it all. I just love... I just love... I just fucking... I just love all this shit. I just think this is so funny. I just think it's all so funny. So, let's crack into the... uh, The Potteroo, as it were. The weekend that was... Now, I did, uh, I was working over the weekend. Busy B, busy B, had shows. So, Friday, I had a gig and I'm following, I'm doing 15 minutes, closing the first half of this gig. Whatever. You're thinking, Bill, what's the issue? And I agree with you, there isn't one. But then I look at the lineup and I'm following this, uh, this Australian comedy legend called Trevor Crook. Trevor Crook's his stage name. Trevor Cook is his his name name, but he goes by Trevor Cook on stage sometimes. Anyway, this guy is so fucking good at comedy. He was kind of bigger in the 80s and the 90s. Like, he was on Hey Hey It's Saturday, these sort of programs. And uh, he's about 60 now, and he's a, he's a wild character. But he's a fucking, he's a legend, and he's, like, just destroys so hard on stage. He's got these jokes that are just like, Bam, 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 bam. Um, and, like, he just kills so hard. It's very hard to follow. And he's doing seven minutes and I'm doing 15. So I'm thinking, fucking hell, here we go. He's got these great jokes, right? Like, I'll, I'll tell you one of them because um, I, I don't think Big Trev's uh, putting out a Netflix special anytime soon. So, But this is one of his jokes that I absolutely love. He's got this great joke about Ivan Milat where he goes, he goes, Ivan Milat, one of our best ever serial killers. Really top notch. And he goes, Ivan Milat, <laughs> he goes, Ivan Milat once murdered someone on the way back from murdering someone else. Just an absolute workaholic. <laughs> like, how good is that? And then he goes, he goes, they worked out Ivan Milat only murdered people on his, uh, he worked for the council and he only murdered people on his, uh, on his paid leave or when he chucked a sickie. How Australian's that, you know? Thank God they picked him up before his long service kicked in, hey? <laughs> Would have been absolute carnage. <laughs> oh, my God. That is just great. I don't have any jokes better than that, you know? 
And that's hard for me to say because I have a huge ego. But I don't have any fucking jokes better than that. So he's doing these jokes and I'm like freaking out backstage because I because like I I literally heard a woman in the crowd because the green room is kind of towards the back of the room. It's quite a small room. Holds about 60 people. It's like this basement. And I could hear, I, I literally heard a woman say out loud, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Like Trev is just killing and she's she's like, she can't breathe from laughter. And she goes, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And, and he, we got old fucking Billy, who gives a fuck Darcy back here in the green room. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm in trouble. Then to top this all off, I brought a girl to the show. And I don't want to speak out of school, and this is obviously quite a blue episode, but she was very attractive, physically, okay? She was very attractive, and, uh, you know, so the comedy, the the stakes are through the roof for me on this one, okay? So the comedy date, you know, if I bring a girl to a show who I'm, you know, intending to impress, it's a huge risk, but it's it's high risk, high reward. If I bring a girl to a show... Firstly, I love it because I'm too. I'm got two birds with one stone here. You know, I'm working on my jokes, and I'm and I'm you know pursuing a beautiful young woman. So, firstly, just from a a, a time management perspective, love it, knock it out of the park. But secondly, it's high risk, high reward. If I do great on stage, you know, it's super impressive. The girl thinks I'm like a legend. Um, it maybe implies I'm sort of a powerful lover. Um, no girl's ever told me that, but I'd like to think so. <laughs> and, but if I bomb, forget about it. I mean, I'll be lucky if she if she even waits around to say hi after. So, so I got this super hot chick in the crowd. Trev's killing. I'm freaking out. The stakes are through the roof. So I, they welcome to the stage, Billy Darcy. I go fucking hell. Here we come. And thank God, I will say, thank God I had a great set, you know, um, lots of laughs, lots of fun, you know, lots of learning. You know, sometimes we learn along the way at my shows. I'm very, uh, I'm a very knowledgeable comedian, but, you know, it was a really great time. So, uh, luckily I had a fucking sensational set and then this gig was in King's Cross. So afterwards with this girl, Kate, um... I thought, I don't know, I'm not even going to worry about where we might go after for a drink because it's King's Cross. It's the Golden Mile. Now, I haven't, I don't go out in King's Cross. It's not really my scene. You know, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of neck tattoos and DJ music and, um, you know, both of those things scare the shit out of me. So, you know, I'm more of a pub guy. Um, we're in my area, north of the bridge. So I don't go out in King's Cross much, but I've seen Underbelly. And I used to go out in King's Cross when I was 18 and it was fucking cranked. It was like schoolies every weekend there. So I thought, well, it's not bloody rocket science. You're walking through the cross with a beautiful girl. You just pop into any bar. They're all packed. They're all rammed. Coolest place ever. I, I didn't realize that the cross is dead now. Okay. The underbelly thing is over. King's Cross, the Golden Mile is completely deserted on a Friday night. I've never seen anything like this. So now I'm walking around with this chick starting to slightly panic about where I'm going to take her. So we go to this, this first, like, pub slash club. I don't know what you'd call it. 
there's like seven people in there. They're all like 43-year-old, like, and again, I don't want to speak out of school, but they're all fat and ugly, okay? They're just, like, it's not the vibe. Like, you know, it used to be freaking cool people only at the cross. So all these 43-year-old, like, Christian Mingle meetup, I'm not sure what the fuck was going on. Um, the DJ, it's like he's, it's like he's completing a DJ workshop while we're there. Like every transition between songs was like, and then like he would play the next song. It was like, it was like he didn't even understand the concept of like changing songs. It was fucking bizarre. The music was horrendous. There was no one there. And, uh, I'm with, I'm with this, uh, you know, old we got old Kate over here and, I'm thinking this is crap and she's she's not I, I think wow she might be thinking that as well and then she said wow this is crap and I thought not only is is she thinking it but she's verbalized it this is a red flag this is a red flag so I said fuck this venue change we go to this next place and it's a you know it's a reputable hotel reputable and we go in I need this place to fucking crank I need this to be cool like the it's going okay with this girl, but it's not going out of the park well. So I go in, I go, I go to the bouncer, I go, mate, how's it looking in there? Is it packed? And he goes, oh, not really. And I go, well, what do you mean? What's going on around here? And he goes, well, you know, it's not really a big night for it. It's not really a, ma- it's not really a, a, like one of the main nights. I go, it's fucking Friday, mate. It, what other night is there for a, a hotel in the city to be cranking? Are you out of your mind? He said, well, everyone works from home now, mate. They don't really come out anymore. I go, well, that's just not true. That is just not true. Now the panic... Now we got red flags everywhere. Um, we go into this place. This place is pants. Absolutely pants. The coolest thing that happened was a fucking... A drug dog came through, and even that fucking thing looked bored. I tell you what, my god, even this Labrador was freaking. I swear to God, this this Labrador on the way past said this place sucks. And I'd never heard a dog speak before, but I didn't, and I didn't expect to agree with it. The first, the first dog I heard speak, I just thought he's right. This dog is right. This place sucks. And also, it's like minus twenty five degrees. I'm lo- I'm losing momentum on this date. I tell you what. I can just feel my, it's sinking into the ocean. So then, um, we go, uh, where do we go next? So then she's like, oh, I might head off, you know, got a big day tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I got nothing on tomorrow, so I can't really relate. So I said, right, let's go to one more place. There's this cocktail bar I went to like two years ago. It's like 50 meters away. I'm thinking in my head, I can't imagine it's going to be any good given what we've seen, but let's just give it a crack. So we go into this cocktail bar and I can't see a light on. So I'm like, oh fuck, it's closed. Oh shit. Like this is how, like I'm literally like, I'm saying this out loud. I'm like, oh God, no. And then we just walk around a little bit more and and Kate goes, no, it's open. And I go, oh sweet. So we go in and it's pretty cool this place. It's fucking real cool actually so i'm thinking this is all right this is not so bad and we get in and the guy on the door goes fucking hell billy darcy you are the funniest bloke i've ever seen and i'm just thinking in my head thank fuck 
Thank the Lord Almighty himself. God damn it, we're back. The guy, that, like the, the waiter guy, is a freaking fan. He loves me. And we're in the coolest cocktail bar ever. You know, now, bam, we are back on. Morale through the roof, okay? He's like, this guy is just freaking frothing on me. Like, and he's such a legend. He's like, mate, do you want to sit at the bar? Do you want a booth? I can find another table for you. What sort of vibe are you looking for? You know, can I shine your shoes? Can I blow you? This guy's loving it, dude. And I'm loving him. And this chick's like, oh, this guy likes you. And I'm like, I'm pretending. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, you know this this happens every now and then, you know. Bit of a fan interaction. Yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm thinking, I would dead set fucking blow this guy for saving this date. I love it. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. So I'm like, yeah, mate, I reckon, uh, yeah, I think a booth would be appropriate. He goes, mate, he's like wiping down the table. You know, he's like, he comes over, he's like, he's like, mate, what can I get your bill? What do you feel like? You know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood for whiskey, mate. He's like, oh my God. It's got like, this guy's just, he's loving it. He's like, man, I'll do you a double for the price of one. You're a legend. I'm like, you're a legend. You know, like, it's great. I'm like, what about for the lady, mate? You know, what about for my, what about for the lady? What, what cocktails you got? So now, date's back on. We're firing along. And, uh, you know, we ended up having a great time. I got, I can't speak for her, but I got pretty blasted and, uh, ended up having the top, best time ever. So there's just a lesson in there for you. Don't ever give up. You'd never know what's around the next door. It could be some guy who's an, an avid consumer of your comedic content. It could be your ex-girlfriend. It could be some chick who freaking... Her ex-boyfriend looks exactly like you and she's got some weird thing. You know, it could be your future husband. You know, it could be your cousin. But you've got to go through that door. That's the key. You know, if you don't, you just think you never know. You never fucking know. So that is, you know, that is a story about the human spirit. And I've reached out to ESPN regarding a six-part documentary series on the night I had. They're yet to return my call. But I've watched The Last Dance twice now, so I think that counts for something, ESPN. But anyway, so, never give up, never give up. And, uh, you know, what a time. But we'll sort of crank along here, as it were, into the, uh, into the various trends. Okay, so, let's get into the various trend... I don't even know what you'd call it. Just the trend segment. The trend segment. I mean, we've got about five different trend segments coming in. People have been messaging in all sorts of trend segments. Trend, trend extend, trend amend, trend lend, trend trend. One guy sent in, which I still don't fully understand. But, you know, this, uh, this trend thing has limitless potential. Limitless potential. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so trend end. Here's one for you. Trend end, dude. We gotta, we gotta end this trend. Twenty-five-year-olds playing fifteen-year-olds on kids' TV shows. What is that about? It's so unrelatable. And you know, I'm speaking as someone who went through puberty at the age of twenty-three. So I can assure you, when you're fifteen looking at the telly going, why am I not a freaking jacked out of my mind 24-year-old with a five o'clock shadow? 
I'm in year nine as well. Like, what's going on? You know, it's so... <laughs> it's so unrealistic. And then, you know, it ruins... I think it ruins the illusion of the uh, of the character because then, you know, let's say your, your, your favourite uh, Power Ranger, you go to follow him on Instagram and he's in, like, junior high on the show even though he looks about 34. And then, and then you think, well, maybe this kid just freaking did steroids at age nine. We don't know his story. But then you got to follow him on Instagram and he's like a 32-year-old man with children. You know, he's like, happy birthday to my son, Jaden. And it's like, why does the Red Ranger have a son? He's in high school. You know, did the Red Ranger have unprotected sex? Like, he specifically told us not to do that. So, I think it really ruins the illusion of the character when you got a freaking 29-year-old playing like a 14-year-old. You know what I mean? Is this... And I think, I'm not sure, in the 90s it seemed to be crazy. But even still, like now, especially with these 4K cameras, it's like, I can see this guy's Adam's apple. And, he, and he's got a beard. And he's also got like a, he's got a scar. Like no 14-year-old kid should have a scar on his face. You know, I can see you. It's weird. Why are we doing this? And you can really, uh, you can really get behind an actor's career when they play their age. Cause like, you know, you can, then you can follow them from Disney all the way to being like Ted Bundy, you know, instead when you got these 28 year olds playing 14 year olds, it's like, oh sweet. So this guy was like, uh, this guy was a power ranger last week and now he's playing a wall street lawyer this week. It's like, what? You know what I mean? Let's get some age-appropriate fucking, uh, what's the word? Actors. (laughs) Age-appropriate actors. Now, I will say, it gets, like, maybe have, I'm thinking more for girls than guys, but maybe let's have age-appropriate actors, but, like, maybe, like, don't give them Instagram until, until they're, like, 17, because, I mean, if you're like a 15 year old girl on like one of the world's most popular shows, I can only imagine the DMs you'd receive. I mean, God damn it. There's always, it's like what Qui-Gon said in Star Wars, you know, there's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger creep. Like you would not believe, like there's just, I just can't wrap my head around how creepy some blokes are. Elise Perry, Australian, I don't even know how to describe it. Just icon, just icon. She put up a photo the other day and it was just her, I don't know, being Elise Perry. Nothing too wild. Got like a thousand comments. I'm thinking, God damn it, people love Elise Perry. It's exclusively Indian guys trying to fuck her. You know, it's just bizarre. It's absolutely wild. And, you know, look, men are definitely creepier than women. But I think India as a nation needs to put their hand up for this stuff at some point. These India blokes are just running around unchecked. And this is what they're commenting on her public photo. The DMs must be insane. Okay? When is, when is, <laughs> when is India going to put its hand up and be like, look, we've been pretty full on the last couple of years, RE, our online behavior. I mean, God forbid you comment on a Cricket Australia thing. If you comment on a Cricket Australia thing saying Australia will beat India, you will receive 15 to 20 death threats within the hour. Is India ever just going to put their hand up and be like, hey, guys, yep, no, we're hearing you. 
we're hearing out. We're going to curb. We're going to ease up on this because it's been getting pretty fucking full on, pretty fucking quick on the internet. Were, were people in India, and, and I'm not going to say people in India, were blokes in India just walking around, just filled to the brim with aggression for years. And then they got the internet and they just thought, finally, these Aussie dogs can fucking get this into them. I'm going to attempt to fuck their women and threaten to kill them. I hate Aussie blokes. Is that what's happened? All I can do is speculate from the comfort of my own Sydney bedroom. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to the social media thing. But let's have, you know, let's let's have a 17-year-old guy play by a 17-year-old guy. Because at the moment, right, here's what happens. The cool 17-year-old or the 16-year-old bloke who's cool gets played by a 29-year-old man who's also a model on the side. And then the 16-year-old kid who's not cool gets played by a prepubescent 11-year-old who is, let's be honest, most likely uh, bisexual. So, I, I just don't understand the thinking behind this. I get it we're supposed to think the small kid is uncool and the big kid is cool. But you can hit puberty and still be uncool. I know plenty of blokes who had a beard at 14 and were still fucking losers. I know heaps of blokes who had a beard at 14 and had their first root at 18. So, you know, like, you can be both. They're not exclusive. So, um, Disney probably actually does it better than most. You know, Wizards of Waverly Place, Selena Gomez was 15. High School Musical, like, they were all pretty, pretty young. Some of them were a bit old in High School Musical. But yeah, some of these other ones, Power Rangers, they're all like, Power Rangers, like, uh, the Green Ranger was like, he was like 26. And the Pink Ranger, Kimberly, I don't even know how old she was. She was so hot, she transcended numbers. So, you know, wrap your head around that. But anyway, keep things sort of ticking along here. So, sorry, I had to burp. Um, ugh. Okay, so, Trend Suspend has been sent in. I like this one. This is a trend that's seasonal, that, uh, you know, you've got to put on hold until the season requires it. Trend Suspend, buying Coronas in winter. This is a send-in, and it couldn't be more true. Corona is a summer beverage, okay? I'm pretty sure if you open a Corona, and it's less than 25 degrees, the temperature around you, it just disappears in your hand. You know, it's like freaking, it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi when Darth Vader kills him. He just, phew. that's a Corona. It goes, oh, too brisk. See you later. You know, I'll come back when the, when the mercury hits 30. Okay. Um, corona needs the right vibe. You can't just, you can't be in the blue mountains shivering your tits off. Oh God, someone cracked me an ice cold Corona. You know what I mean? It's not the right vibe. And preferably, if you could have, uh, you know, a pretty attractive South American person near you, that'll, you know, that, that sometimes they bring their own Coronas. I've never met a South American who didn't have a six-pack of Coronas on them at all times. Okay, they get it. Because they only go where the weather's warm. So they know it's the right time all the time. But, I don't know. I mean, daylight savings, you know, it's 7.30, still like 28 degrees. You're on the Coronas. That's a fucking vibe, dude. That's a vibe. Cash cash or credit. 
How do you want to? How do you want to complete this transaction? Could you? You just bought a fucking vibe. All right. You know, I'm pretty sure daylight savings was brought in after the head of Corona pressured the prime minister. Okay, don't look that up. You don't have to. I just told you it. It's true. So, and don't get me started on daylight savings. I love it so goddamn much. But yeah, Corona's in winter. Trend suspend. Trend suspend. You know, when you get that first cranking day, I'm going to say September at a push. But I, you know, I also subscribe. I don't subscribe to the weather seasons. I subscribe to the sporting seasons. So I would say, you know, when footy season's over, you get that, uh, yeah, get those Coronas out and get back into it. But here's another one. So we've got a couple of trend ends and uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll get out of here. I'm fucking, I didn't take enough Nurofen. I'm starting to, I'm starting to go down here. Okay. Trend end. Articles where it's like, I bought 30 houses by the time I'm 30. Here's how I did it. Nobody cares how you fucking did it. Okay? If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Okay? If it was if it was something we could all do, you don't think we'd be doing it. Okay? It's always some guy and he's like he's like here's how it's always some guy nobody asked. Here's how I did it. Point me to the person who asked the question. Okay? You know, I, I work from home three hours a week and I earn $400,000 a day. Here's how I did it. Nobody cares how you did it. It's either a scam or you got to be like an asexual autistic to pull that shit off. Okay? Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody wants to know how you did it. 25 houses at 25. It's always some guy who's like, he's like, you, you think, oh, this guy looks pretty cool. And then you look at him and you think, oh. This guy's eyes are like too far apart. And he's like, yeah, I got 25 houses and uh, I've had I've had one route. It's like, ugh. Nobody cares how you did it. Nobody wants your secret methods. Nobody wants your uh, your special game plans. Nobody wants to wants to purchase your ebook. Okay? For the love of God, has anyone met any of these people that buy like 30 houses before they're 20 or earn $400,000 a year working from home? Has anyone met any of them? All day, every day, articles. Here's how I did it. You can do it too. Want to want to make uh, 300k from the comfort of your own home? You know, DM ecom to my fucking inbox. Who who's doing it? Who's doing it? Where are the? Oh, look at all these success stories. Who are they? Who are these random people? I don't know anyone that's ever done this stuff and have it work. It's all just garbage. If I want to do it, I'll ask you, okay? Don't it, If it's so good, why do you have to sponsor all these ads to get it out there? If this secret method is so unbeatable, so undeniable, that we could all get rich, why do you have to beg me to use it, dude? Hey? Why are you on your knees saying, please buy my ebook for $7.99? I will make you so rich. If people... You know what? People who, who could make me rich aren't fucking begging me to to dm them okay yet like something's off we don't care how you did it we know it's garbage you know or what this freaking this mother of three who who before this was a was a, a two-day-a-week hairdresser is now a multi-millionaire using nothing but her macbook pro okay okay Sick, dude. 
sick. I tell you what, if I want to know, I'll ask you. How does that sound? I will ask you. Alright, I've had these guys like DM me, and and this is not, they're not DMing Billy Darcy, you know, they're just spraying everyone with messages, we all get them. You know, how'd you like to change your life? I don't know. How'd you like to change your life? Stop begging people to use this weird thing. It's just ridiculous, we don't care how you've done it. You know, it's always some guy who just looks off, something's off about him. You think, oh, this guy looks pretty sharp, pretty good looking guy, and then you realise his head is shaped like a fucking hexagon. Okay? Fuck off. Fuck off. No one cares how you did it. Let it go. All these weird scams and stuff. At least, at least let people fall into the scam. You know, what is this badgering? Oh, please, please, please. It's just like, ugh. Shut the f- Taking photos with Mercedes. Look at me, I have a Mercedes. How'd you like to have a Mercedes? It's like, no one cares how you did it. Trend end, stop begging, okay? Stop begging. We don't care. Anyway. All right. I think that'll do. I've run out of steam. I'm goddamn ill this week. I apologize. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I got a freaking a new stand-up clip I posted last week. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be candid. It did not perform well. So, if you want to tag a friend in it, it's about it's about group assignments at university. It's kind of an exciting topic. Um, I know many of you guys go to university, so bloody tag a friend. It's about doing uni group assignments with hot chicks and the various pitfalls. Um, but yeah, get around, uh, tag a friend in that, always helpful. Tell a friend about the podcast, etc. Appreciate it. I will say I am a fucking bee's dick away from locking in a Brisbane date for middle of August. So keep your eyes peeled about that. Adelaide and Perth in the works also. Uh, Melbourne, um, I don't know. Yeah, Melbourne's kind of back burning at the moment because of this whole COVID thing. You know, we got you on the back Bernie Sanders and uh, we'll just work that out. Darwin and Hobart, don't get your hopes up. Okay, but yeah, touring in August. Come on, dude. Let's fucking rock and roll. But uh, other than that, thanks for listening. Tell your missus, etc. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, I.